Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. If I look tired to you, there's a reason. <laughs> I think I can do this video, but I was up at three o'clock in the morning doing housework on the outside of my house. But I'll tell you the story after we talk about this. A hospital patient was arrested for allegedly switching off her neighbor's noisy oxygen machine. And by neighbor, I believe we mean somebody's in the same hospital room with you, another patient in the room. Uh, and this happened in Germany. Chris Stern and Issy Ronald wrote this for CNN. And uh, Madcap and Donna both sent thanks a lot. But a hospital patient has been arrested after she allegedly twice switched off the oxygen equipment on which a fellow patient depended because it was too noisy, according to German authorities. See, the first time, believe it or not, wasn't that bad. Because a person can always say, oh, I didn't know. The second time after you've been told, oh, <laughs> It was really noisy. The public prosecutor's office in the southwest German city of Mannheim obtained a warrant for the 72-year-old woman's arrest, and she was brought before the magistrate and investigating judge of Mannheim local court on Wednesday. Don't know much about Mannheim, except I believe they make steamrollers. Uh, she was later admitted to a correctional facility. The police headquarters and public prosecutor's office in Mannheim said in a statement, the woman allegedly turned off the main power switch of the oxygen equipment sometime before 8 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday because the noise emanating from the machine disturbed her. It was noisy. Listen, listen to that thing. That's, that's annoying. Can you imagine? And also when I turned it off, this other machine started going beep. That was annoying too. <laughs> Although the suspect was informed by hospital staff that the oxygen supply was a vital measure, she allegedly turned it off again around 9 o'clock. So 8 o'clock, she shuts it off. People come running in, turn it back on again. Hey, how'd that get shut off? Oh, I turned it off. It was bugging me. Okay, that's an oxygen machine. This is a medical patient. We are in a hospital. This person needs the oxygen. If you shut that off, it might hurt them, harm them, injure them, or kill them. Do not do that. They turn it back on. They leave. Beep. I'm running back in. It's off again. What happened this time? Still noisy. I turned it off. <laughs> I told you that last time. Although the suspect was informed by hospital staff the oxygen supply was a vital measure, she allegedly turned off the device again at or around 9 p.m. The 79-year-old woman who was on the oxygen that had been shut off twice had to be resuscitated and is in intensive medical care right now receiving medical care, presumably because something got compounded by the fact that somebody kept shutting her oxygen off. Oxygen equipment is used to ensure that enough oxygen reaches a patient's cells and can take different forms, including a uh, device I can't pronounce, or a face mask or a tracheotomy tube, according to the Cleveland Clinic website. Again, they're using words I can't pronounce. <laughs> Damn them! But the only real question here We've all been to the hospital, I assume. Many of us were born there. Uh, don't remember that, though. It was a long time ago. But I can tell you I've been in hospitals before, visited people in hospitals. And quite often, there's two people in a room. Maybe more. But I've seen two in a room. It's quite common. And so you got two people in a room, and they're often in uh, different stages of health. And they're often unrelated to one another. And I've been in a hospital room before with somebody. 
And I've asked them later, like, what about, how, you know, how, how was the other guy? Was that, was that a nice guy or was it pain or, you know? And I've heard all kinds of stories. Guy in the other bed wouldn't shut up, just talk, 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 talk. Or the guy in the other bed uh, didn't say a word the whole time, not even sure the guy was, you know, conscious, don't even know, you know. And so <laughs> when you're in a hospital room like that, um, this is not a motel. This is, this is not a spa. You're there for medical treatment. And as many people will tell you, you get the impression that you're in the hospital. Uh, no one cares that much about, about how convenient things are for you. It's all the convenience for the doctors. But that makes sense. They're taking care of you. So you're wearing this weird gown that ties in the back, but you can't reach back there and tie it. So you're walking down the hallway, and we know what that does. Uh, and also, uh, the, the beds and the surroundings aren't terribly comfortable, necessarily. Sometimes they're really uh, very, very um, institutional. But the fact that there's all this equipment around uh, might make it seem rather industrial, but the equipment is there to, to help you. So I've gone to visit people in the hospital, and they've got all kinds of sensors on them and machines over here beeping away and stuff. And you understand what that's there, though, you know, what, what it's there for. <laughs> so when the person in the other bed has got a machine that's making noise and they appear to be asleep, you don't go over there and shut it off. I know you're going to say, Steve, that's, that's so obvious. That's why the story is so short. Well, my bigger question here is this. If it's that easy to shut off and you know that there's a person in that room with a propensity to do stupid things, do you actually leave that person in that room unattended? Because if I was a loved one of the person whose oxygen was shut off, my first thought would not be to go to the hospital and yell at the person who shut it off. I'd want to go to the hospital and yell at the people and go, why would you leave someone in the room who just shut the power off to somebody else's machines and all you did was tell her, don't do it again? And it makes you wonder, did the person who shut the machine off really know what she was doing? Is she completely there? I don't know. Now, it's possible the person was. It's possible that this is just a, a, a vindictive and mean person doesn't care. But it's also possible somebody who may be drifting in and out of their complete faculties. Who knows? So I do question what the hospital did here and if they did enough to protect the patient whose oxygen was shut off the first time by their roommate. And then the second time, yeah, that's bad. And so she has been charged, apparently, and arrested for uh, some form of attempted murder, I believe. But I'm not sure how that's going to play out in the German legal system. Again, I don't know much about the German legal system. Uh, and I know a lot about the uh, uh, legal system here in America, but Germany, who knows? All bets are off. But that's my question. The negligence of the hospital staff for saying, okay, we know you did something crazy a minute ago, just don't do it again. <laughs> and they leave. So that's crazy. But I mentioned to you, if I look tired, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, we've had some really weird weather in Michigan lately, and including some big wind storms the last couple days. And, and last night when I went to bed, it was raining out, just sprinkling out, like 45 degrees out, something like that. And sometime around 3 o'clock this morning, I got woken up. And, and you know, if you live in a house for a while, you, you learn the house's sounds. My house makes sounds. There's noises my house makes. So when the furnace comes on, it's faint, but I hear it, okay? There's other things in the house that happen, and I go, oh, that's that, that's that. I, I, I know the sounds my house makes. 
And about three o'clock this morning, I hear, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Not quite a jackhammer, and I hope I didn't damage my microphone. But, and then nothing. But I, I, I realize it's raining kind of hard and it's windy out. It's windy out. So I'm going, okay, something strange is happening. But again, it's three o'clock in the morning and I was just, I was deep REM. I was, I was so out. I was, I was in the middle of a crazy dream. I was out and now I'm woken up and I'm sitting there going, okay, that sound does not sound like anything I've ever heard this house make before. And all of a sudden I hear, it's not quite as loud. But it's, it's, again, a repeated sound. And, and this is why it's crazy. If you recorded the sound and played it to me out of context and said, Steve, what is this sound? Identify this sound. What does that sound like to you? I would have said a woodpecker. That's a woodpecker. I've heard woodpeckers before. We've got woodpeckers in Michigan. Uh, I haven't seen one in a little while, uh, but I see them in the summertime all the time. Woodpeckers. And woodpeckers, uh, they peck at the trees, telephone poles. Uh, and I've actually had a woodpecker, I'm not making this up, pecking on my house before. On the outside, I heard a noise like that. I walk over and there's a woodpecker. And, he, and he's pecking on a, a piece of wood trim. I, I had to go out there and shoo him away. Go, go, go peck somebody's else, somebody else's house. <laughs> but this sound is so loud, it ain't a woodpecker. Unless the woodpecker's in the bedroom. And, and I'm pretty certain that my house is woodpecker proof. I'm pretty, pretty sure. <laughs> woodpeckers cannot get inside my house not without drilling their way in so i get up i'm looking around and it's it's one of these periodic sounds meaning that it doesn't happen constantly so i've got to see what it correlates with or at least try to hear it again and try to you know zero in on where it is you know where it's coming from and i and i i walk from one room to the next nothing nothing nothing, and i and i and i hear the noise again and i'm and it's from the front of the house. So I go to the front of the house, and I'm looking around, I'm looking around, and I'm pretty certain it's outside, but I'm still not 100% certain. <laughs> there might be something like above the ceiling. I don't know. And so I, I, I open the drapes so I can see out the front window, and it's windy. That's when I realized there's this massive wind gusts going back and forth, the bushes, trees, everything. And I'm wondering if something's hitting the house or something. And all of a sudden I hear, and it does it again, and I look, and it's the strangest thing. It is a piece of plastic siding that comes down between two windows. There's two windows in the front there, and there's a piece of white siding that comes down there. And what's happening is the wind is blowing so hard when it gusts that it pushes this away from the house, and it does one of two things. It either slaps back, and then it does this thing where it, 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 it cycles, like that, or it's doing another one that goes, it makes a different tone noise if it twists versus slaps. <laughs> I studied this for about five minutes going, that's fascinating. <laughs> but it's also because it's raining outside, and I don't want to go outside in the rain at 3 o'clock in the morning. But I have to, um, because my, my concern is that if I don't do something, the wind might eventually break that siding off and it'll blow down the road and I'll never see it again. And then i got to figure out how to fix a piece of missing siding in the front of my house. So I actually get dressed, put on stuff that I can wear outside. It's raining. There's wind blowing like this 
you know, the rain. And uh, like any self-respecting man, I went and got a roll of duct tape and, um, <laughs> and a ladder. And I walked around the front of the house. I put the ladder in front of the window. Very carefully climbed the ladder, but I only had to get up. Uh, where I was trying to reach was about nine feet off the ground. It was just out of my reach, standing flat-footed on the ground, so the ladder, just a foot or two. And I just got up there, and I, and I pushed the siding, and it actually snapped back into place. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm good now. No, the wind came by, unsnapped it, and, and did it right in front of me. Like, it was mocking me. <laughs> so I, I, I pushed the trim back in place, and uh, the siding... And I take a piece of duct tape off and I stick it on there and I do this. And as I'm going to get another piece, the wind blows the first piece off and phew, down the road. First piece of duct tape is gone. And then I realize, oh, the, the siding and the window and the frame are so wet that the duct tape won't stick. So I'd actually put on work gloves. So I'm like wiping down this spot. And then I take a piece of duct tape and I put it on there and I very, very carefully do that. Very quickly, get another piece of duct tape. And eventually, I get like 10 layers of duct tape. Because the trick is, all I've got to do is hold down the very, very top. If I hold down the top, then the thing won't pull back and do that. And I figured out that by doing it at the very, very top, I could layer the duct tape up into this crevice where it was dry. And I eventually got that. And and <laughs> so about 3.30 this morning, I'm carrying a ladder and my duct tape back to my garage and I put it all away, and I walk inside the house, and I, I'm listening, nothing, nothing, nothing. Big wind goes by, nothing. I walk over and look, and it looks like my duct tape is holding. So I actually managed to go back to bed and fall back asleep. <laughs> but it's one of those not-so-restful sleeps, a slumber of the, of the wicked, uh, because, you know, it's hard to get up from a deep REM sleep to the point where you're walking around outside in the cold, getting pelted by rain, climbing a ladder and doing stuff with duct tape for 20 minutes or a half hour, put it all away, go back inside the house, go back to bed. It's not quite the same as having eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. (laughs) So that's why I probably look glassy-eyed right now. And I probably am a little slap happy. So I apologize for that. But that's what happened. And like I said, if you had talked to me about 3.05 this morning and said, Steve, what are you doing? I'd say, I'm walking around my house trying to find out where the woodpecker is. (laughs) Now, I, I knew it wasn't a woodpecker. But I had no idea what it was. It was the strangest sound. Out of context, it just made no sense at all. No sense at all. But I did eventually figure it out. I did eventually solve it. And later on today, if the rain stops, or tomorrow if I have to, I will go out and actually repair the trim properly because I don't want my house held together with duct tape. So there you go. Questions, comments, or otherwise, put them below. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Why shouldn't you leave a horse near cryptocurrency? Because it will chomp at the bit.